This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Rolling on a Thursday. What's up? It is the Bostonian versus the book on the props.com YouTube channel, Twitter, and other places. Podcast to follow. He's Dave Sherapan, the book. I'm Matt Peralta, Bostonian, where we get to bang around, Dave, a whole lot of fun topics, but I'll let you break the news because this is pretty exciting. Our guest today is a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah, I listen, I don't want to break the news until I see him in the thing. But though, you know, we're going to have my a really good friend of mine, Neil Everett, you know, is a sports center anchor. He's doing Portland Trailblazers, um, you know, pregame, postgame stuff now. He's going to be on the show. He's going to join us. Uh, we're going to just talk general sports with him. But don't let me forget before we let him go to ask him what he likes tonight in Oregon, Arizona State, because he's a huge duck guy, and I know he's paying attention to it. He'll pretend like he's not because he's got no social media and he's got a lot of other things going on outside of all of this. But don't let me forget that You know, I know he's got an opinion on the game tonight. Ducks, big tonight. Blowout, right? It's got to be a blowout. But it's but it's a road favorite in a conference game. Here we go, <laughs> and right? Has, and it hasn't been working out that way so much to to lay the points with the favorite. But I know I, I I'm, I'm I would bet that he's going to say Oregon tonight. I would agree. All right, let's start today a little bit with Texas Tech last night and their performance at home against Baylor because we had Thomas Casali on the show this week from MC Sports Bet, and he said, look. You might want to throw some money on Texas Tech. Now, the NCAA tournament is not played in Lubbock, Texas. But with Patrick Mahomes at the sidelines, sitting sideline for the game with his wife, who now has become everywhere she goes, she turns into a social media meme and people just are are walk, watching them like hawks. And she had some facial reaction towards something that Patrick said. And I think every married guy goes, yep, we've been there. We know that look when the wife is kind of just like rolling her eyes at us. And that's turned into a whole big, long controversy this morning. And Patrick's tweeting about it and Brittany's tweeting about it and whatever. But the game itself was a second half performance for Texas Tech. That building was rocking. They win. They cover. Do we need to sprinkle some Texas Tech future money here, given what they're looking like right now? It's another case of, I mean, can they win six games? Can they get to the Final Four? Why not? This Big 12, I I think there's teams that can actually do it and, and get to the Final Four. Now, can they win it all? It's worth a sprinkle because we talk about it all the time. You can work off of it. And you're getting odds on them now that you're not going to get later. So this is a team that I think we can. There's only a few conference games left. They can win the Big 12 tournament. I mean, if you want to bet them to do that, they 100% can do that. Um, I mean, can they win it all? I I thought they were pretty good. I think that they're a team that can make a run 
I'm not in a hurry to bet them to win it all and think they can, but I think it's worth buying a price. You know, we'll get the good CLV, which again, right. we know how important the CLV is. Or it's a hedge. I mean, you can do it for a hedge, hedge position too. Yeah. I mean, you can do it for, you know, maybe them to win a regional. If you want to do that, yep. you know, a final four appearance by them to win a fight, to win the final, to get to the final four and say like, okay, if they get to the regional final, you can go ahead and fade on it. You can, you know, bet against it and have, have a chance to kind of go be on both sides. So I don't hate it. I just know the, the value. If you don't bet it soon, you're going to lose, you know, the 25, 30 to one, wherever it is right now on Texas oh, yeah. tech, because they're 13 and three against the number at home. Like, they're ridiculous at home, but on the road, they're okay. They're not bad, but they're not 13 and three ATS. Right. Uh, taking a look right now at. So, so, I mean, just something, if you want to just look at, let's see, to win the conference. I mean, right now they're plus 750 to win the conference. Kansas is a huge favorite. My goodness. 420. Because you know, where it is, the Big 12 tournament's not easy to win if you're from Texas. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of home cooking up there in Missouri or Kansas. I mean, it's Texas and then Baylor, or I mean, um, Kansas first, then Baylor, 7 yep. to 1, Texas Tech, 750. And then everyone else, Texas is 30, and everyone else is like, don't even waste your money because right. the prices are too high. Right. Um, to win it all right now, Texas Tech, where well, they're down further down on this list, man. Um, 40 to one, 40 to one at Fandle worth a shot. I think just to, like you said, as a hedge bet, don't bet it thinking they're going to win it, bet it, hoping they're going to get to the final four or at least to the sweet 16. And then you can work off of it. So in the NBA last night, we saw three really kind of wild finishes. Celtics, (laughs) Knicks, Warriors, all three lose Boston wins in their previous game by 48. Yeah. And then they lose to the Pistons at home. Yeah. The Knicks had a huge lead on the Nets. They did. And they blow it. Yeah. And they lose outright. Yeah. And then the Warriors lose. Now, I, I get it. You're you're playing the Joker and the Nuggets and whatnot, but they lose at home to Denver. Yeah. Which of the three losses was the worst in your mind? Knicks. Knicks <laughs> were up 28 points. They were up 18 points in the fourth quarter against a Brooklyn team that didn't have their guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and Cam Murray was electric. Like, I was so impressed watching him play. I was like, oh, man, if this, you know, and Simmons is sitting on the bench with KD and they're coming back and there's nothing. I took 17 and a half in game. Mm. I took 12 and a half in game mm. with the Nets because the Knicks recurring theme is we get out to a big lead. And when the other team starts to go on a run, we can't stop it. So I was like, all right, I'm taking 17 and a half, I'm taking 12 and a half. Cause when it got over 10, that's when I got interested. And I was like, all right, down 28 points. I didn't think I had a prayer until I did. And then I was like, they're going to win this game. <laughs> they're going to win this all game. Right. Yep. And so that one for me, I think just trumps the other two because the Warriors losing at home. I mean, they were only a couple point favorite, you know, four, four and a half. I think it closed maybe five um, to Denver who's coming on. I mean, Denver's Denver's another Western conference team. That's just going to be a problem. And then the Celtics you thought would let down 
after hitting shots from South Jersey against the Sixers in Philly. I mean, they were hitting shots from everywhere. Um, I thought the Pistons be live to cover the 12 and a half. It's a bad loss for the Celtics to end the streak, right? I mean, you can't be happy about it the way they were playing. They're supposed to win that basketball game, right? Yeah. I mean, you're double digit favorite at home. I mean, nine straight wins against the Pistons. Like you have to win that game, but they went back to the team that they were before the streak. They went back to being lackadaisical. They went back to being sloppy. They went back to being, you know, lazy on the defensive end. And they just allowed easy baskets and looked disinterested and just like, okay. And then they got beat. I mean, Boston's not good enough to throw a uniform on and just walk out there and beat teams in the NBA. Like they actually have to want to play and they didn't want to play. So they're either tired, whatever the excuse might be, injury, Marcus Smart, whatever you want to come up with as to why they didn't play well. This didn't play well. And, you know, that happens. You stub your toe and you kind of move back and, you know, move on from it. But it was really, uh, I was, I was stunned that they didn't win the game by at least eight points. I was stunned they lost the game given how poorly the, the, the Pistons are. But I also found it pretty funny that you saw Kevin Durant after the game saying that, you know, the Nets were playing at home and our home crowd was quite loud. At it was MSG, which was like, <laughs> okay, so we're now we're playing this little game, and people were saying it's a net city, it's a net city. Uh, like, I don't know about that, but I get the ribbing, like, it's it's fun. I hope the Nets and the Knicks hate each other, that would be awesome for the NBA. Fantastic, every time they play, that there's like a, like a blood rivalry going on between the boroughs. But as far as I know, it's still a Knicks town, and the Nets are still trying to find their way, yeah. Well, when the Nets win and all the front runners, you know, come, come out. on board, then they'll yeah. be a Nets town until they're not and all that other stuff. But it was fun to watch. Like, there's just something about MSG. There's just something about basketball there. It was star-studded people there. Um, I didn't know that apparently Fat Joe always goes to the games, but I'm a big fan of Fat Joe. He was right there. And um, Why are you a big fan of Fat oh, Joe? Oh, yeah, I love Why? it. Why? The songs. The songs. The songs. The songs. What Fat Joe had a song? I don't remember, but I remember the ones he had, and I like them. So I saw Fat Joe there. I'm like, Fat Joe's at the Knicks game next to next to Spike. And John Stewart was there, and uh, Tracy um, Morgan. Morgan was there. Like, it was just it was hype, and the Nets being down, and and coming back. I was like, uh oh. Like if this team gets it together like this mm. without their guys, mm. I immediately thought oh, if I was in a room, I would take it down when I got into work in the next morning. I wow. would because that was one of those like, like team bonding wins, you know, where a rookie like Camry steps up, hits a big shot to put the nail right, you know, in the coffin and put the, put the Knicks away. And the guys jumped off the bench to mob them right after KD being number one off the bench and Simmons sitting there in that sweet ass jacket that he had on that Brooklyn jacket was so nice, all rings and stuff. And I'm like, man, if his kid buys in too, look out. Do you find it a little, I, I, I'm, I've been searching for the word for this. The only word I can come up with is petty that Simmons wants his first game in a net uniform to be against the Sixers. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, isn't that a little bit like, Oh, 
all right, man, like, do you really want to feed this fire? Like this thing's been a burning inflame, you know, inferno around you. And now you just want to go ahead and throw a pound of kerosene in there and say, let's see what happens. Like, should his first game be back be against the Sixers? No. I mean, not if if everything that, you know, he's, you know, saying happened and he was, he was, you know, not in the right place mentally. You're literally lighting a match and, and a gasoline tank yeah. with this. It just, because if he wins, it's great. It puts it, you know, it puts it away. It's done. Right. If, if he loses or he has a bad game and now he has to answer all the questions again, just don't play this game. Play the next game. Or why didn't you play last night? And look pretty good on the sideline, hanging out on the bench with the boys. Just go play 12 minutes. Get in the rotation. Say, I'm just working my way back into game shape. Who knows? But no, I, it, Petty, it's definitely calculated. There's yeah. no question. I don't like it. I, 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 you know, fine. It, it is what it is. The NBA is going to love it. The ratings going to be through the roof. Oh, I can't everyone, wait. Everyone's going to be, you know, popcorn ready for it. I just, ugh, I'm not a fan. I just, I just don't, like, I don't like that. That is like, you're asking for the drama. Like, yes, you know, it's yes, absolutely asking for there's it. that TikTok mean like of like, am I the drama? Like, no, I'm not the drama. Like, yeah, you're the drama. Like the drama. straight up, you're the drama. Like yeah. you're deciding to do all this. It's I'm just not a fan. All right. So Colorado in Vegas last night, two nothing win for Colorado. Mm. Total was six and a half, Dave. Yeah. Where was the offense? Um, that was a playoff game. That was, I mean, they had like 18 shots each through two periods. Like they were playing very much like that was what we're going to see maybe in the Western conference finals. Yeah. I mean, it was tight. There weren't a lot of penalties. So um, the goaltending was actually, I I mean, it wasn't exceptional, but there weren't a lot of rebounds. There Mm. weren't a lot of multiple chances, which I mean, that's playoff hockey, you know, it's one shot crash the net, keep everybody away from it, don't allow rebounds. And, I mean, surprisingly, there was a lot more like dumping the puck and cycling in the corners than actually playing up and down. It was a good hockey game, you know, and and, and it, you felt like whichever team scored first was going to win. Right. And they did. Um, I don't know how much we can take from going forward making the totals you won't see six and a half again between mm-hmm. these two teams it'll be six over without a doubt so really? i don't know it won't be what do you think of eichel i mean it's game one i mean it's going to be phenomenal yeah. but it's game one. i mean the kid's got to get his legs back i mean it's going to take some yeah. time he said it was really fun to be out there yeah and i'm sure it was i mean he hasn't been out there since last march so a chance to get out there almost a year off so go play i i, I mean Look, they're going to be a very fun team and a very dangerous team with Jack Eichel and they get Stone back and everybody's healthy. They're going to be they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I think if that's the Western Conference final preview, I think everybody would sign up for it and they'd be totally fine with it. I mean, McKinnon had that hit early that could have gotten a five minute major in game misconduct if the referees wanted to throw him out. They might have been able to hit on Patrick. Yeah. And they didn't. They left him in the game and it was zero zero. I mean, I thought I was stunned it was zero zero after one. I mean, right. it could have been 
it, it should have been probably one, one or two, nothing, one on the side. I mean, yes. it was crazy. The number of shots that were saved and open net opportunities and posts that were hit. It was just, you know, it was crazy. I mean, it, it was, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was watching this game going like, how the hell is this game still on you know, zero, zero. And it was zero, zero all the way into the third period when they finally got a goal early and, and Colorado scored two late third period goals to win it to nothing. And they could have had a third, but no, I didn't see, I, I took a flyer on the money line for the golden Knights. I took goal in the first 10 minutes. I took the over or took two goals period. So it was a wash for me. It was a bad game for me betting wise, but I had a ball watching it. I mean, I had so much fun. I watched all three periods. I was glued to it. I, I, I thought it was electric. The crowd was into it. Crowd was definitely into it. It was fun standing up. I mean, they would stand up as much as they could. I, I was in love with it. I, I thought it was a really fun hockey game and a really cool TNT audience. So you had the national stage to go and showcase that. So, you know, all the way around, I just thought it was a really fun, fun hockey game. Good game for both teams. A little bit of a measuring stick for the Knights to match up and say, okay, we're not there yet against the Avalanche, given they were coming up for back to back and the Avalanche come in there and win two nothing. So, but that's how the Avalanche play when they are really good. They play defense. And they don't give up goals and they get the goaltending. I mean, Grubauer was there last year. He's not there now, but very similar blueprint to what happened last year and how that team was so good in the regular season. Didn't really perform well in the playoffs last year, but they're, they're tough. Avalanche are, that's going to be a tough out for anybody who faces them in, in, in the Western Conference playoffs for sure. No question. They're, I mean, that's why they're the odds on favorite with McKinnon in there. Yep. Um, Weird. He has a little nasty streak in him. He doesn't. I love it. Play that way. Oh, I like it though. Personally, I like that. I mean, it's fine, but you have to have your head on a swivel yeah. because when they're you coming for him, way, oh, exactly, they're coming for him. Absolutely, it's payback time, and they need him, I think, to win the cup. Hundred percent. So, be careful what you do, <laughs> like. Not that that was a cheap shot, but there was no reason to kind of go up. But he does. He was lucky he didn't get a five minute. I mean, he was lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, head and neck area. I mean, that was Patrick got clipped bad. He wasn't looking, got him in the neck. Could have been a five minute major. Could have been a game misconduct. Turned into just a two minute minor for, 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 um, for interference. Yeah. But whew, I was like, are you going to chuck McKinnon out of this game in the first two minutes of the hockey game? Like, yeah. whoa, that would have been. That would have been something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, it would have been. It, it would have uh, changed would have the game. It. it would have definitely changed the game. But it was just one of those things. Like it was great because we were watching the game here, and the kids are really into it, mm. especially the big nights games like this. And they were mad. And I know when I'm watching the games with them, like they are a perfect pulse of <laughs> what's happening. The, the average hockey fan, or yeah, like someone watching the game, and. They're like, that was cheap. And I'm like, well, yeah. And well, he should have got thrown out of the game. And I'm like, maybe, you know. And then after that, it was between periods. And I just wanted to check the women's hockey game. Yes. I just wanted to check it. And they're like, why are you changing the night's game? Stop. Turn that back. I'm like, it's between periods. Everybody calm down. I'm like, yeah, but like Kelsey was really mad. She's like, it's zero, zero, daddy. It's, it's, and I'm like, it's in between the second and third period. Kels, relax. <laughs> I want to see the score because I gave out the over four and a half uh, in the Canada USA gold medal women's hockey. It got game. there. It got there. Empty net goal with 10 seconds left. Got there. Ooh, 
Ooh, it was close. It was close. Yeah, I got there. So yeah. you end up hitting that. I mean, it was a, it was a it was a fun. I bet Team USA knowing they was going to lose. I just wanted to bet Team USA. Maybe they would they would figure it out. So oh, yeah, that would be fun. All right, we we're, we're not going to make them wait. We got to bring them on right away. Don't Can't we? make them wait. They make them wait. We got to pull a them busy on. Man. We got to get them on right away. <laughs> This is a very fun. I've been hearing about this relationship for a while from Dave. And every once in a while, you turn on SportsCenter and you hear this person drop Dave Sherapan's name. And I'm like, how the hell did that just happen? Like, wait, what? Dave gets his name dropped on SportsCenter. And it's because of the person who we'll bring on here in just one second. He is Neil Everett, the SportsCenter anchor and Trailblazers host. Joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book, Neil, Matt, and Dave. How are you? Uh-oh. Can you hear us? Hello, Neil. Hello. Good call, Dave. <laughs> hello, Neil. Can't hear us. What's going on right now? Oh no! Is his Ever. mic on? Is his mic on? Hello. And you can't text him because he's on his phone, right? I don't know. Because yeah. <laughs> you can't say, "Hey, you're on." All right, you're on, but you can't hear us. All right, take him off till we can get him. All right. So I heard him when he was talking. I heard him, right? Can you hear us, Neil? Hello. Can you see us? Anything? Nothing. Right. He says, I see myself on the screen. He, he's got the chat, much like Franz yesterday. He's got the chat going. Oh, nice. Okay. So, so he's got that. Just tell him to talk for a second. Just say, <laughs> tell him to say hi. <laughs> say hi, Neil. All right. Say hi. Say hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. Can you hear us? We can hear you. Uh, all right. So this is great. I space. can't hear you now. Oh. Can't hear us. Oh, perfect. Okay. That's why. So we can see you. No. We can right. see you we can and see. we can hear you. We can see and hear you. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> we don't know why. So why Android, wouldn't you be able to hear Android us? Android phone um, interview. So fair figure. Oh, out. it's our first Android phone. Yeah, I think so. Because everyone else had iPhones that we had on. <laughs> Mike just said the intensity ratcheted up when he took the glasses off. He got very intense. Yeah, he's like, what the hell's going on <laughs> yeah. right now? Damn it. Oh. So I wonder if his, mic, if, it, if his phone's muted, if he's got his phone on vibrate, on silent. That that would kill his mic? I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm just trying to troubleshoot live on air, you know, in terms of right. why we may not have. We have Neil Everett. We see him in the green room. We see him in the back. We just got to get him on to be able to chit chat with us audio wise. Right. So that's it. I'm, I'm learning all about the application that we send people. So we have an app. When you come on the show, there's an app that we give you to come on in. Uh, Um, mm. so can, if we hear Neil, can Neil, can the audience hear Neil talking or is it just not in our heads that I don't know? That's the one hook that I don't know. I don't know. Well, you will, before we, before we fix this, just tell the story briefly. How did you meet Neil Everett? Uh, Neil came into town with a friend for a wedding, but he, he had been coming to town to see this guy in Vegas and he brought him into the book. So this guy, Skip, 
who who used to come to the book every day and talk to me and hang out. So we uh, we got to meet at the counter and just start to BS a little bit. And then Skip got married. Uh-huh. And Neil and his now wife and me and Jess, me and Jess hung out and <laughs> – <laughs> oh awesome. no oh jeez why what about headphones does he have had i don't think he has even had no yeah you called it though oh yeah <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a preview thing dave was like yeah we might have some issues <laughs> Well, yeah, only because I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, he said it. Yeah. Try that. Okay. Let's try that. (laughs) Okay. Big guess, big issues. It's a a good, that's a good podcast name. No, because once we put you up, because we, oh, okay. okay. If you want, uh, if Matt wants to send stuff to Stephanie, I think she'll be back like. Oh no, it's not him. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Farrah, go ahead and mute his and mute yeah, mute Neil's mic if you can, because I don't I don't want him to I, I don't want him to give out anyone's email address right, or, right, 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 or right, anything yeah. that might be personal because yeah. he doesn't know his mic's hot. So that would be um can I mute his mic? Is that can I mute his mic? Did I just do that? Yeah. He's muted now. Okay, that's good. Okay, so I, I can mute his mic at least. Because I don't want him to give out a cell phone number or an email address or something that's not... Right, 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 right. It's not, not for public right. record. I, um, Yeah, so he, he so he's going to call him now. Okay, so Matt's going to call him to, to see if, if we can set this up. So okay. anyways, so you had a, he, he came into the book. He had a guy named Skip, you said? Yeah. So Skip is is a a guy originally from Pittsburgh. This is how this all happens. Another Pittsburgh people. Another Jeez. Pittsburgh guy. Wow. Who moved out to Hawaii, eventually. Smart. And Neil was in Hawaii, and they befriended each other there. That's where Neil, after Neil finished school and stuff, and was in the states, he was in Hawaii, and he was a sports information director in Hawaii. Was he um, really? Yeah. And then he U of H. Uh, no, the other one, other school there or something. And he went and took the job in Bristol. He got the job in Bristol and he lived in Bristol, having been a West coast guy and having to live back there. Um, he was looking to go West at any opportunity he could ended up in LA when sports center moved. So he was the LA guy. So now he would come to Vegas. On yes. The I knew that. Yeah. 
him and Skip came in. Skip said, this is my friend, Neil. Immediately, we hit it off. And then when Skip got married, the table at the wedding was Neil and Steph, his wife, and me and Jess. And we spent eight hours together because we wow. hung out at the wedding. Then we went to dinner. And then we had drinks. And then we just hit it off. And then I've gone to L.A. and sat with him while he's doing Sports Center. You know, he's, he had me come upstairs. We got to meet everybody and do that whole thing. So we've maintained this friendship for years now. And now I'm doing media. And he told me the second time we hung out, he's like, what are you doing booking the games? Why don't you do the media? You should really do the media. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do the media. You know, I'm, 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 I got the kids. I got, the, I got to stay in the job. So now I'm doing the media. And he's like, when are you having me on the show? And I'm like, um, we're going to get you in, of course. You know, so uh, we tried to get him in. And I knew this was going to happen. The guy has no social media, none. Um, he's punching, but do you see him punching? He's just punching buttons to try to get on. He's frustrated. I feel <laughs> yeah. bad. But I can't believe he's still sitting here. I really appreciate that. He's, he's actually just, he could have hung up and said, screw it. I'm done. And he's, yeah, he's still trying to make it work. So I really do appreciate him trying to make it work. The phone thing is Papa mirror, Papa bear. He did it on the phone. Yeah. And he yeah. was kept, he bumped, he was bumping in, in and out. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like the phone thing we need to, every, kind of, Every hit that I do when you do it with the phone has an issue, right? It, it's we're know, just not it, there yet. The tech just is not fully there yet. Well, I mean, some of it works, but it's inconsistent. And then, like sometimes, if you get a, a no, uh, you know a notification and it knocks you off, right. sometimes if you move your phone, it takes it the horizontal versus the the vertical. Right. I mean, there's no. I always prefer to do it on a computer. Hundred percent. Um, when I do it, it's just way easier. And for whatever reason, the, the technology takes it better. But well, it makes total sense. I mean, you have a faster processor. Chances are your Wi-Fi are hardwired in, so you got a, a better connection to the internet. You're not going through a cell phone tower. You're not going through interference or whatever it might be. You know, if you're in some populated center of, of people who have tons of phones and yeah, I mean, it makes total sense. Just like when you FaceTime somebody like the FaceTime doesn't always work. It always can get a little wonky um, when it right. comes with that. So, Oh, was that Chaminade? What was it? Chaminade? Is that where Neil was? I don't know. I will have to ask him. I don't know. There's only like two colleges really. I guess it's three in Hawaii, but Oahu, I thought there was only one on the big Island that was university of, but there may be others. I think there's a community college there. It's a hell of a place to work, man. That's a fun place to work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, he's he's that West Coast laid back beach guy. Like, yeah, this is him getting the move to L.A. couldn't have worked out better, um, you know, personally for him. Because Bristol's not for everybody. Nope. Um, and <laughs> it's, for a West Coast guy, it's cold winter. It's not a lot of stuff going on. It was, you know, it's just people don't realize that like ESPN was never supposed to work. Like that's the whole thing. Like we at UMass, like we would go down once a year, we would take as, you know, sports, man, sports management or sports journalism, whatever, whatever our majors were, we would drive to Bristol because it was only about an hour and a half South from where we were in UMass in, in Western mass. So you just kind of drive straight on I-91 to get to Bristol and I mean, the campus, I was going there in the late nineties. So the campus wasn't nearly what it is now. Like now it's a, it's insane, but like Bristol is 
there's still only one hotel and it's across the street. And that's where they put everybody. <laughs> they put everybody across the street at this like rinky dink, you know, not like a five star hotel when they come in or when you, or when it snows and you got to stay there and the whole crew, everyone's got to be there. Like Bristol, the ESPN literally has turned that town into a town of something before it was a town of nothing. Yeah. Like no one would yeah. go there. <laughs> yeah. And now it's, you know, it's synonymous with anybody in media. And we saw, we were literally right across the street from their studios and LA live. Right. Completely different than Bristol. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? They're in the heart of everything. There's action everywhere. You got the crypto.com center. You've got the LA convention center. You've got all these restaurants and bars and nightlife and walking. And it's, yeah. I mean, it is the antithesis of Bristol, Connecticut. Yes. Yes. So yeah, if you were asking me where I'd want to work, there's not really a debate in my mind. Right. Uh, I mean, that's why they moved to New York. I mean, that's why they opened up on the pier. They opened up the sets down there in New York for ESPN because all their talent was tired of living in New York and transferring or traveling from New York, you know, to. Did you see that text message? It says says we can bring him on. Oh, all right. Did we solve the issues? Can we bring on Neil Everett? Did it work? Question. Neil, can you hear us, Neil? Oh no! Wait, can, wait, 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 wait! How about now? Crank him up. How about now? How about now? Neil, can you hear us? Oh, we're so close! <laughs> oh my gosh, we can see you. You it's can good? hear us. What's good? And now we can't hear you. He can't see you, on? but it's fine. He said he can't hear. He said he can't just talk to him. Matt, yeah. we're he hears us, but we don't hear him. Come on, what are you people doing? <laughs> Neil, you look great. I miss you. Oh my goodness. This is live. Should this we, is why you do live things. This is, this we'll do it live. Do live things. We'll do it live. Should, <laughs> should we hang up and call back in 14 minutes or seven minutes when Steph gets home and use the computer? Should we do that? Can we do that? Does he have the time? Can we do that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait. He's in. We can hear you now, too. Say it again, Neil. First of all, you look great. How are you? <laughs> We're good. Now that we got this fixed, that's phenomenal. <laughs> We're, listen, don't worry, don't worry about, about it. it. It's, it's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Don't worry about it. Um. So, so wait, wait, are you, are in, you Portland? in Portland? Why? Why? You, I'm you in ain't Portland. I'm following the Trailblazers, the hottest team in the NBA. Just knocked off Memphis last night despite 44 from John Morant. It's unbelievable unbelievable what the Trailblazers Trailblazers are doing. doing. But it's all-star break. Aren't you headed to Hawaii? Right now, it's fun to watch. It's all-star break. You should be going to Hawaii. (laughs) Well, there's no Blazers on the all-star team. They may be going to Hawaii. I'm headed back to Los Angeles to work the uh, sports center on Friday and Saturday. Oh, Oh, very very nice. nice. Um, Matt, what do you got for Neil while we got him? And we can see him in here. Yeah, I just want you to, if you can, tell the story of meeting Dave. Because we've heard Dave's story of meeting you. So what's your memory of meeting Dave? Dave was standing on a street corner out of his luck and said, Hey, sailor. 
you get a cigarette and and from there on we were friends <laughs> see his story's true see i tried to tell the story the other way and and, and i didn't know he was going to go there I mean, no, Dave and I, I met at a good friend's wedding. Him and his wife were there, and, and me and Stephanie, I don't think we were married yet, but uh, no. uh, we were there for to witness the the union of our friend Skip Katie, and uh, Dave and I and, and, our, and our girls sat down at a table, and uh, by the time it was all over, I said, I could be friends with that dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. true. And, and then, then we, we went, went to, to your, your wedding, wedding. Up in, that's yeah. the only time I've been to uh, Oregon, and it was a fantastic trip. It was a fantastic wedding and all that stuff. But we've been able yeah, to kind of that was good fun. He wants to know how how I get you to to drop my name on SportsCenter because he's been laying in bed and he's heard you say it. And, and wants to know how much I had to give you in an envelope or what kind of bets I had to give you or something to get you to do it. It's just six words. We take care of our own. And oh. so uh, that's all it is. I, uh, Dave, I enjoy Dave's friendship and, and he's, you know, he's got his take on, on, on sporting events that I'm able sometimes to pick his brain on. And, uh, it's just fun. You know, that's the, the, the beauty of that show is you've got some freedom and as long as you don't abuse it, you can give a shout out to whomever at certain times. I shout my wife out every now and then, and, uh, I'll shout some place out I've just been or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, listen, it's, you've got time to fill. You might as well have some fun while you're doing it. I always love the nephew shout outs. I, I, you know. I saw nephew Spencer this weekend. He's graduating from Jesuit up here in Portland. He's going to go play soccer at Gonzaga. I've never had kids, but I've never loved a kid more than I love that kid. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. sure. That's, that's, that's fantastic, fantastic news. news. So, um, Oregon tonight. Is playing Arizona, Arizona State. State. I know, I know you're, you're still, still paying, paying attention, attention to the Ducks duck stuff. stuff. The, the line, line is ducks, are, ducks lost that game to Cal. I don't know how they lost that game at home, and uh, that that hurt them because I mean they need to sweep Arizona, and I think they can they can play with Arizona State. But Tommy Lloyd is doing a job at Arizona this season. Is it's one, one of those teams? teams can, can they, they win? win? The NCAA, the NCAA tournament, the Pac-12 doesn't, doesn't get any love except from, from like us out on the West Coast, Neil. Can one of those teams actually win the tournament? Well, I, I mean, I would think Arizona. Listen, UCLA has struggled a bit, but they, you know, they went the they went the dang near right the distance last year. Uh, that game against Gonzaga, everybody's going to remember. And Cronin's got all five starters back. They haven't they haven't found their way the way they did last year yet. But you know, once the tournament starts, it's a it's a whole new ball game. And then Arizona, even though nobody, even though Arizona hasn't been there, Tommy Lloyd has been down that road a lot of times, and he is a cool and confident dude. And uh, and you know, he's got a lot of international guys, and they they operate at kind of a different level than some of these other kids. So uh, uh, you know, it would be a surprise, I think, if either of those teams won it, but it wouldn't be a shock. What do you make? For you, when, when you're, you're watching, watching these, these, you know, you know games on the West, West Coast versus, versus the East Coast, you lived on both sides. sides. Which, Which coast, coast is better for sports? sports? West, West Coast, Coast, East Coast. Coast. You know, I think the West Coast just and, and, 
and I'm going to say that because I'm not talking about, I mean, obviously there's more teams on the East Coast, but in terms of being a sports fan and what time of day stuff comes on, and in fact, I was I was just listening to uh, Christopher Russo uh, from Mad Dog Radio, and he was out, and he, you know he's been a he's an institution back east with Francesa for a while, and now with his own his own station, his own show, and all that on Sirius, and he was out at the same same spot Dave was, and Dave, you may have seen him there, and and I was listening to him on the radio and he said man the the west coast is just for a sports fan that's the best time zone because you're not up you're not you're not waiting for a you know a yankee game to end at one in the morning on a wednesday you know instead that's 10 o'clock at night on the west coast and you know and i lived in hawaii forever too and that was too early because like the nfl games would start at six seven in the morning and by two o'clock you were done with the nfl uh so that was too early so i think the west coast for a sports fan is the best side of the business to be on what school were you at in Hawaii before you ended up going to Bristol? I couldn't remember. I was at a school by the name of Hawaii Pacific University. It was an NAI school when I was there. It's now an NCAA Division II school. And how do you wait? wait how do you go? But, but how, how do you go from Hawaii to Bristol, Connecticut? How has that life changed? But uh, yeah, that was different. Uh, I'd never <laughs> been on the East Coast, and in fact, when the plane landed in Boston, I was like, "What's that water? Oh, it's, that's <laughs> the ocean, dum dum." Uh, so, uh, or wherever I landed, and I was right next to the ocean. But yeah, you know, listen, it was just it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Um, um, you know, I didn't really, I really didn't want to leave Hawaii, and I really had no expectation. Uh, like I didn't apply to go to ESPN. E- ESPN kind of came, chased me down, and and got, God bless them for that. They changed my life. But it was I never dreamed of this, or never anticipated this. And uh, you know, you just had to do it because otherwise, you would have wondered what if. You know, what if? You know, um, it's you know. Well, you get one shot, whatever that uh, that Eminem song is, or whatever. Uh, yep. And uh, so I took that shot, and it and it worked out. And it, you know, and I'm I'm very very appreciative to ESPN for the twenty plus years that they've given me there. So what do you? But yeah, Bristol. Bristol was Bristol was just a little bit different. Or Connecticut <laughs> was a little bit different than Hawaii. So, so what are you doing now for the Trailblazers? Tell the people what you're doing with the Trailblazers. They are the hottest basketball team, winning as dogs every night. Tell the people where you're at, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. What was the money line on them last night? I know they were 11-point dogs, I think. It was big. It was uh, that would have been, that, that been, been nice. Uh, you know what I'm doing? I'm doing uh, 25 select games. Well, I'm uh, up to 25. I don't know if I'll make 25 this season. And I, uh, along with Michael Holton, who played at UCLA and also played in the NBA for a number number of years, one of the original Charlotte Hornets, I believe. Um, we do the pregame, the halftime, and the postgame. And the only games I work are away games. So I have yet to see the Blazers play in person because I'm at the Moda Center at a studio uh, with the crew. We got about 20, 20 uh, folks on the crew. And we're and we, we do that show and then Kevin Calabro and Lamar Hurd, who are as good as anybody at play by play and analyst. Uh, 
they do the game on Root Sports and then uh, then throw back to us for halftime and then we throw back to them and then they throw back to us for post game. So it's been uh, it's something I'd never done before. Uh, the Trailblazers were the my, my father lived in Portland. He took me to games when I was a kid. I fell in love with Bill Walton, Jack Ramsey. Uh, I can name all the Dwayne, Dave Twardzik, Bobby Gross, Maurice Lucas, oh, all those guys, uh, uh, in, you know, when they won it all in the 77, 76, 77. And um, uh, so now to be able to work for them in any capacity is really, uh, you know, I don't like I said, I never dreamt of ESPN. I don't know if I dreamt of ever working for the Portland Trailblazers, but it feels like a dream come true. They were five fifty on the money line last night. Now, have you, have you integrated the gambling into what you're doing with the pregame halftime? I've never mentioned the line one time. Uh, okay. in, in the games I've done, I've done, uh, I've only done, I think last night was my 10th game. I missed five games in January because the COVID was so bad in Oregon that they chose not to travel me up here from LA, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, so I, I think I'm going to end up getting about 20 games in. I'm, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a lot more games in March. And then the season wraps up in April, and then if they go to the, if they make the top ten, they're in the playoffs. But that's not handled locally; that's handled nationally, I believe. So, but I have not, I have not worked that in. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm still trying, I'm still finding my footing a little bit. Uh, probably not as loose on that set as I am on the Sports Center set yet. Right. All right. All right. So, so I, I, I don't, don't want to keep you long, long but I mean, you're going to be doing Sports, Sports Center, Center this weekend. weekend. Um, yep. I, can't I can't wait, wait to, to see, see how good what are we talk about on Friday, Saturday. There's is, is the all-star games on Sunday, right? Or is it on Saturday? No, no Sunday, Sunday for the all-star game. game, Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. So, so Friday and Saturday, we got no, no more NFL, uh, and, uh, college, no more, uh, you know, no. I guess we got the college basketball. We got no NBA because of the break. So right. we're going to have a lot of college basketball, which I love. So that'll, that'll be fun. All right. Well, um, no, no pressure, pressure, but you know, if you want to drop a little shout out, <laughs> I mean, we'll mention that you're going to be all over Boston University. What, what's it? The, the Bostonian and the bookie is that what we're calling it? The Bostonian is him, is Matt Peralt. I'm the book. The show the is book. called Bostonian versus the book. So, right. Was the heavy hitter with the hat already taken? Is that why we were with the Bostonian and the book? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, is what, what we, we went, went with. with. We, we didn't, didn't really consult, consult anybody. anybody. It's, it's the, the best, best we got right, right now. now. Who, Who knows what the hell? After, after this, this, it might be called <laughs> live on the phone. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. It might be called, brother, can you spare a dime? Uh, <laughs> hey, Dave, how was, how was the, your Super Bowl experience? It was, it was fantastic. fantastic. I, had I had no idea you were outside. outside. I would have come and got, got you the day pass and brought you in and sat with us. us. It, it was, was fantastic. fantastic. You want to talk about a dream, dream come true? true? I've, I've been, been in the books for 25 years booking a game, and now I got out of jail, and I got to talk to everybody. About, about the gambling, gambling about, about the game, about, about what, what goes, goes on. on. I had, I had goosebumps, goosebumps the whole time. time. I was I was, I was in my element. It was great. I loved it. it.
I showed my wife a picture and I said, Dave is a kid in a candy store this week. He is. I mean, you look like you look like you were about 12 years old, man, with that smile on your face. I was was, the the whole time. time. I mean, mean, you know, know, I mean, McAfee McAfee comes comes over. We talked to him and all the boys. And then I did a show in Philadelphia. Then I did a show in Texas. And then we had people on our show, all these social media stars. Matt and I talked to everyone in the gambling space. Neil, it was fantastic. The weather was nice, too. We got there Now, did you guys ask Pat if he owns a shirt with sleeves? Or is that just, is that all he's going with ever? He's all, that's, that's it. it. He's yeah. that's, that's his thing. thing. He's just, just going with that, that tank top. top. He's living with it. He's dying with it. It's working. <laughs> they had the most. He's a big man. I saw some pictures. I didn't realize he was that big. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little bit taller than anyone would have thought. He's he's still in good shape. He can't kick it. Yeah. He's shot. He's yeah. done. So. Yeah, man. And, it was and awesome. Were you on the Bengals or what? What, what, what was your lean? We were on the Rams money line. Matt was on the Bengals plus the points. We had nice. the under nailed. We had we, we had a very good Super Bowl. We had a bunch of props that were very good. It was very good for us, and we gave it out everywhere we could to anyone that would listen. Did your guy have the winner? Neil has a guy. No, you know what? He said that uh, for the first time, his guy did not have a strong feeling. He he had he said that if they played ten times, each team would win five times. But he but he said the 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 play is. The Bengals on the uh, the Bengals and the points. Wow! So yeah, Neil has a guy, but I don't know. I don't know if he. I don't know if 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 he went heavy on it like he has in the past. Yeah, Yeah. Neil has a guy that that, that picks the Super Bowl, Matt, every year, and he's been Neil. You said he's been consistently good for decades, right? I think he's missed twice in the last you know ten or twelve years. Okay. Yeah, and one was when one was when Pete Carroll gifted the Patriots a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Yes. He's still living off of that. He goes like, oh you god, know. yeah. Thus the Bostonian portion of the, of the show. So yeah, I mean, that even made Belichick smile. Okay, that's what kind of gift that was. Amen, Amen to that. that. Neil, thank yeah. you for doing this and thank you for bearing with us here. I I, 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 we wanted you to get you out 10 minutes ago. So thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. Anytime, any, anytime I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm really happy for Dave because I know uh, this is his soul is about this. And uh, he's been uh, anybody I tell anybody I meet in this space. I say, you've got to, this is a guy that you need to meet. And this now I'll be able to say, this is a show you need to listen to. So uh, I appreciate uh, Dave, all your support over the years, and Matt, thanks for having me on the show with Dave. Neil, Neil thank, thank you so, you so much, much, man. Really thanks, appreciate Neil. it. I'll talk to you later. Aloha. That is Neil Everett, sports center anchor, Treblazer host, who was just absolutely phenomenal to wait that long for us to get all of our technical difficulties corrected because he was in his right to bounce, Dave, and just go like, see ya. I mean, that was that was tremendous. Yeah, that was that that was tremendous. I love the dude. I, you know, we we've had some very very like long conversations, deep conversations about a lot of things. Right. He's a true friend right. who just happens to be on Sports Center all the time. And like, you know, we've gone to dinner with the kids, and and he's just like when he comes to Vegas, when you meet him, he's just like us. I mean, he's literally he's 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 appreciative of his opportunity. He enjoys what he does, but it's not 
all he is. And that's what I think, you know, we kind of take away from, from all of this space, you know, it's sports. Yes. It's our job. Yes. But there's way more to all of this mm. than just that is awesome. Huge thanks to Neil Everett. I can't tag him on Twitter because he doesn't have Twitter. I can't believe he's not on social media. That's amazing. That's incredible. A guy on his level hasn't been told by a corporate whatever, you must have a handle. I mean, ESPN pushes every everyone's Twitter handle on their little bug under their name. It's so-and-so at whatever. I know. And Neil's got nothing. He won't do it either. He's not doing it. He said, if I have to do it, I'm out. Wow. Yeah. He's like, I'm not doing it. So that's incredible. He knows why, though, because it's it, it will encompass his life. Like, and he okay. tries to keep everything pretty simple. And, you know, I mean, think of like, I mean, for the longest time trying to tell my parents that you should probably get on and just see what's going on. Now, nah, I don't want to know. I don't want to. On the Internet? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And now, like, I mean, there are, my mom's on Facebook, like nonstop. And like, oh, yeah, con- yeah. it's over the top. Yep. And it's like that balance of how do you do it? He knows the pendulum. it won't be balanced and he'll right. get, you know, listen and read stuff. He don't want to do. So I, yeah. I love it. That was really cool. So that, I'm glad that worked. And, and hopefully next time, uh, hopefully you guys were able to listen to that. And we, we, we got that fixed. So that would have been a huge bummer if we couldn't get him. So it was really right. neat and, and nice. And, and, and it is true. I mean, what, what he's talking about with you and, uh, you know, watching you on radio row, I think for anybody who came across you and watched how much fun you were having, it was a, there's so many jaded people in media. And oh. I think that's kind of what Neil is, 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 is talking about is, is that we're really freaking lucky to do what we do. And it's like, you got, we got sent to radio row to do interviews for three days to go and be around this show of all these different media members coming together, talking about football, breaking down the gambling and doing all the things. And like, there's plenty of people who, and I, and I've run into them in my, in my career as well. I'm, I'm 44. So I've been around long enough to see people who are just like, yeah, I got sent to LA. I had to go to the Super Bowl. Ugh, you know, I had to go and do this in bullshit thing. And like, I had to go and do this damn interview and like, yeah, they got me talking to Peyton Manning. I don't know why the hell I got to talk to Peyton Manning, but like, fine. It's like, really dude, like, do you understand how much of a jackass you sound like? Like, when, when, when you're talking like this, like, how many people, how many thousands of people would be like, wait, you want to do what? Come do my job, dude. Come sit on this, you know, at, at this computer, punching in these numbers into this spreadsheet where your boss is going to come at you and yell at you because the decimal point was off by one point. So that caused all these problems down the line that you don't really give a shit about, but you have to because it's your job to care about those things. Like, it's it is refreshing you, you know you you do shine this light on people as to like what we do is pretty unique oh it's 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 um it's just really cool like and and i think i mean go back and listen to if you haven't on the props.com site listen to the mcafee interview listen to them all yeah but when pat said he said a couple things he said i want to know a little bit about something so i can have a discussion about anything that was the one quote and then the other quote was um just something about being blessed or being thankful for where we're at yeah and constantly taking that in so i've done that since the stroke literally every day i wake up and like all right whatever's bad we'll figure out whatever's good we'll appreciate and we'll enjoy ourselves in between We'll just figure it out. So like we, you know, the LA thing kind of came up fast. It was like, 
all right, we're going to go. We're not going to go. You're going to go. No, now we're all going to go. Oh, wait, we're going to do a show from a house. No, we're going to do it right from Radio Row. We got passes. Let's do this. And we kind of just did everything on the fly and it all worked out. And we got to meet and talk to all these people. We got all this content that's on the site. If you like this show, you're going to find interviews that we did. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to do more. I went down to that conference yesterday and people were like, hey, man, I saw you and Matt on on, uh, Radio Row. How was it? I was great. It was Mm -hmm. great. And you talk to somebody who's been doing it for 18 years and they're like, man, the traffic was bad. Yep. Right. I was there too. It was long. smaller than it would normally would be. Yeah. We didn't see the, the same level of celebrities that we normally see. We didn't get the same interview access that we normally get. Right. Like the, it's it's a it's a great look. You you can you can perceive it through different lenses, and how you look at it, how you choose right. to look at it, can really dictate your whole attitude and your whole entire outlook. And it, it's really it's really and and frankly, you know, grizzled veterans, you piss them off because. <laughs> you show a genuine joy and excitement to do the things that they've been doing from, you know, the mundane that they find to be annoying. You're like, Oh yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like you and McAfee. I, I, I tweeted about this a little bit. Is it like, I take mental notes of people who big up or want or are big time, different outlets. Like, and there's three, there's three media members that I approached to come on the show. They told me, yes, they were going to come on the show. And then when they walked by, they made every possible, like they looked everywhere, but at us to not make eye contact. Cause they know they said there's, and I, I meant, I make mental notes of that. I'm like, right. and then I see you or McAfee. McAfee did a college podcast. <laughs> Kid did a, the guy did a college podcast. He's the yep. biggest star yep. in that room. Everyone wants five minutes, 10 minutes of the guy. And the guy sat down with a bunch of college kids. Yep. And then he went and snapped a football. To one of the college kids or they snapped yeah. it to him yeah. like that's like just watching that going like that's that's it man like if you can do it you should talk to everyone you do that you get asked to do shows all over the country and you're like yep and i'm like why the hell did you do that show like because they asked it's like yeah. oh <laughs> okay <laughs> and you say yes to everyone and it's well, think brilliant about, think about how hard it was at our age when we when we graduated college, oh yeah, trying to get anyone to say yes to anything was impossible. Correct, and I couldn't figure out why. And then, as I started to continue to say yes and do this stuff for the producing job, more people started to see me around. They're like, "This kid ain't going away." I guess you know. And a couple people, you know, gave me an opportunity to you know do some radio or or you know do some stand up stuff and learn, but no one was ready to give you the, give you the real stuff. So now like I read a lot of, I have to finish Bino's cook, Bino cook's book, but it was Mm. written by a guy who I don't know, but I immediately saw on Twitter when he released the book and I sent him a DM and we've become texting buddies. Nice. We we should have him on the show because Bino saw something in him mm. as a young kid and said, I want you. I don't know why, but I do. And he became his driver. He became his notes guy. He became everything. And he got to spend time with Bino. And when Bino passed, he promised them he would finish the book. And that's what he did. So the story is incredible, but it's someone who took the time to one care, but two help. 
Mm -hmm. If I can be that person for someone where they go, hey, man, thank you. Mm. And then who knows, in two years, the way all this is going, that kid may be our boss. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's the thing that, I mean, we're in the process of hiring one of my former students at UNLV to come in here and work with us and do video work. We may hire another one. There were three kids. Yesterday, I taught my class. Three kids from last semester's class. Madeline had to come with me because Teresa got called into an emergency because they did a dental emergency. She had to, she had to go to work. So Madeline was home, was home, and I was like, okay, I'll just take Maddie to class with me. Right. My three former students babysat Maddie while I taught the class. They walked around the entire media room, and she thought like she was a queen. It was the greatest thing ever. But these are former students of mine who are now like part of my life. My, my, my daughter was like, can Brie come over? I was like, what? It was like, it was just crazy because I, I taught them last semester, but now they're like part of our, like my daughter now knows them and like yeah. has a relationship with them. And like that opportunity to reach out and talk to those kids and be around it. I mean, it just, it's such a reminder. Uh, it's a great point you make about where were we and like how tough it was oh. to get anyone to pay attention to us and like how we were so hungry for any type of attention, like give us anything. And Mark Vandermeer, who is the play-by-play -play voice now of the Texans was the voice of UMass when we were in school. And like, he would come and talk to us and he would sit and like, we just sat there like in awe of like, how do you have a job in media? Like, how are you the voice of UMass basketball? Like, this is incredible. How did you do this? And he went to Miami and now he's been with the Texans for a really long time. But like any like, drop of attention he gave us we gobbled it up and i've always remembered that of like give the kid five minutes give him 10 minutes give him give him half an hour whatever that whatever that you can spare or whatever they they need you can change the kid's life you can take him on a totally different direction and and you can be it's in a positive way because right we experience negative people too that will change your life your your uh direction in life as well like i tell the kids all the time like when i coach them and a bad coach can ruin your love of a sport. I had them when I was growing up. I never want to be that coach. Mm. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear all the time. But I established that relationship early. Like, look, if you buy in, you have me for life. I want to come to your wedding. Oh, wow. Not anytime soon. <laughs> I definitely want to come and see your kids. Not anytime soon. But you know, this is, this is forever. This is relationship that we're establishing. You got me in your life. As long as you want me in your mm. life, when you're ready to move on, that's fine. I'll send you a Christmas card always. And when you come back and visit wherever you're at, I'd love to, you know, hang out, take you to dinner, whatever it is. I can't wait to see where you go. Mm. And this is, this is the media now for me. It's the mm. same thing. Once you make a connection, connections, as long as you want it, I'm here. And if you don't, you move on. That's fine too. Like it doesn't, none of that stuff when you're young, it bothers you. And you're like, why can't they let me do this? Mm. Why won't they give me an mm. opportunity here? Remember how much we tried to force, like I tried to force the gambling stuff on people 25 years ago because I was still, I was doing it every day. I'm like, we should have a gambling show. We should talk about this. You know, these guys are doing the lines, you know, we can do it. You know, they've stopped. Stop. Nobody wants to hear about that. Really? Okay. And now it's all coming full circle and we're ready for it. Like we're, we're in a spot. We're doing a show every day. 
He yep. just freaking had Neil on. You know, I guarantee he's going to do it. I get, If I was to bet right now, he drops a Bostonian versus the book or a Matt and Dave oh. reference on Friday or Saturday night. Guaranteed. He's a hundred percent going to do it. Yeah. Well, I'll be watching now. So we'll be, we'll be DVRing that and watching that to make to see if that happens or like, hell, if he drops a Bostonian versus the book reference, that will be wild. That would be an interesting look. People, I, I know I'll get text messages. Like, did that dude just say your show on that on, on ESPN? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is all that about? Uh, okay. Back to gambling here for a little yeah. bit, because uh, this is, this question has been asked now repeatedly. So we're starting the Genesis today. You know, I was watching the Today Show was covering Tiger and, uh, you know, will he play golf again and blah, blah, blah. What? Okay. I'm just happy Tiger's alive. But what is the purpose? Uh, I'll phrase it in the same way that it was asked to me because I couldn't really answer it. But what is the purpose of a dead heat rule with the books? Why did it start and why does it still go on Cause doesn't it, cause people get angry about it as we start betting golf now and we're going to go and we got the players coming up and we've got the masters coming up in a little while in six weeks. Why do they, why does it exist at all? Um, so you don't pay out a tie at the odds for everybody. So you divide the odds out. So five people T 10, five people tie for 10th and you have a top 10 finish. Um, you can't pay the full odds for every guy. Now, this is the rule. I'm but why can't I agree you agree with it? You could. You, want. Up, you, you could, could right? if you want, but yeah. then you'll end up overpaying. Like those will, a T10 would cause more of a loss than a 40 to one or 50 to one outright because you'll have to pay everybody. There'd be there's supposed to be one winner. Okay. So this is, should have been, it wasn't thought out, I think, at the beginning when they started the T10, T20 bets, but it should have been. And then when it was, and they realized, well, geez, we're paying more out on these T10s. These are a disaster. Let's do the dead heat roll where you take the odds and split it up. So like even on a PGA tour, when there's a T10 with, you know, in the 10 spot supposed to pay a hundred thousand. If there's 10 guys to tie, everybody gets 10 dimes. That's how they pay out now for betting. It's not fair. It stinks. I don't think you should do it if you have an opportunity to bet that stuff at a book that doesn't have it. But they're integrating it because that's what they started doing in Europe and people didn't question it or didn't have the means to question it. So they brought that into some books that operate here now. Now, I don't think you'll have a Vegas book ever do that. I really don't because it just creates ill will that you don't need. Oh, it's funny. I mean, a FanDuel person, first we had the DraftKings person. I had a FanDuel person yesterday send me a DM. He said he actually active t- actively tells his friends, don't bet golf here. Like, don't bet golf here. Bet somewhere else. It's just not right. You, you, you're going to lose. You're going to think you have a ticket. And then, because like the argument is from yesterday's show, I bet Patrick Cantlay to come in the top 10 at BetMGM. I got even money. And then everyone said, wait, I got plus 150. I got plus 160 because those are dead heat rules. So yeah. essentially, you still might get even money depending on how many T10. T- it becomes in 10th, right. how many t- people tie. You still might get to the same number I bet. But you're thinking you're getting you know one and a half to one and you're not. You're most likely, you might get less than that. You might be actually paying, paying juice by the end of it. You may actually Correct. be you know, paying juice. Problem. 
depending on how many people tie and they cut that up, you're plus 150, you may end up laying juice. You may end up, you, I mean, so your plus 150 price with book that has dead heat rules is when that's the only guy. Right. Like to explain it to somebody that like, well, I still don't quite understand it. If he's the only guy in 10th place, that's the price you get that's on your ticket. If he's not, you're getting less. If there's multiple five or more, you're getting even money. If it goes a little bit further than that, then you're actually laying juice on the bet. So I, I I like the locking it in. And listen, it's becoming more and more popular, but books shouldn't do it now at the beginning. Get people in and build up the golf betting. Like if you're doing this for the masters, the masters handle, I saw it grow the last couple of years. It went from, you know, we would do 10, five figures in handle. To then we got to six figures in handle. Then we got to half a million dollars. Then the last year we were just in Vegas. It was a seven figure. We did over a million dollars in handle on the masters. Just outright, we readjusted every day. So after the scores, we would, you know, Z-Man would go through and readjust and we'd put it back up. Take bets again. When it, the round started, we took it off. It mm. wasn't like we had live betting. We offered a zillion props the last year we were there. We went for it and did everything. The hole-in-one prop, yes, no, all the stuff that you got. We did the countries and everything, and we got it to over seven figures. If you're doing a dead heat roll for the Masters, you're making a mistake. Totally, completely agree. Uh, one quick thing on golf, because we touched on it a little bit yesterday, but – there's a report out, Dave, that 20 golfers have signed to play in this new Saudi Arabia tour, and there may be some big names. Roy McIlroy this morning came out and basically said, I'm not going to do this. I've made enough money. I live in the same three or four rooms in my, in my house. I don't need this. I'm not going to embarrass myself. People are making comparisons to the USF. Like, it's going to be a disaster. Like, what are you actually going to do? But Phil Mickelson gave an interview and he basically said the only reason why he's talking to the Saudis is because he's trying to force the PGA Tour to adapt, to come into the 21st century. And he pointed out things that I actually didn't know. I didn't know that a PGA Tour highlight, if you're if you get a hole in one on the 16th green, right, you don't have any claim to that highlight. The PGA can turn that into an NFT if they wanted to, but they're not doing that. They're simply just holding on to this content and not sending it out. And so Phil is saying, hey, we need to change, come into the modern era. And if the way I do that is by talking to these people or threatening or even going over there for a year to play and then come back, that's going to push the PGA Tour forward. Hearing that, does that change your opinion at all as to what's going on? Because even Phil says, these are bad mother bleepers right now. I mean, these people behead people. Like, th these are not nice right. people in Saudi Arabia, but they've got very deep pockets. Wow. That's interesting. Um, I mean, after yesterday's show, I kind of, you know, I went and actually read an article or two and, like, tried to figure out exactly what was going on and said, okay, I, I see it for the older guys. Like, cause you could go grab some money. Like instead of playing on a senior tour, you can actually grab some money. 
I think it's a big risk for guys in their early 30s or mid 30s or someone in the real. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood's name is tied to this. I'm pissed about that. I love Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, I, it's the Euros, the Euros, the Lee Westwoods, the Tommy Fleetwoods. It's the guys who come to America to play are saying, hey, I already travel that far to America to play. I can travel the same distance to Saudi Arabia and get paid more money. Correct. And I think that's the ones that would probably go before the other ones. I mean, it's I don't blame them. It's going to change things, maybe. Mm. I mean, it should. If 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 you have an actual viable comp competition, I think it should. But I don't know, man. It's it, it's going to be it's going to be tough. I'm thinking of in terms of odds and making. Well, yeah, because here's the weird thing, oh, right? Here we go. If if you play the Masters, it's an invite only tournament, so it doesn't matter what tour you play on. The Masters invites you. If you play the British Open, you're over in Saudi Arabia. You can qualify through the European Tour. You can play a couple of European Tour events and qualify for the British Open. So now you're in two majors. You can go and play. The U.S. Open has qualifiers. You're probably not playing the U.S. Open, but there may be a way to get into the U.S. Open, even if you don't have a PGA Tour card. You aren't playing the PGA, obviously, because that's a PGA Tour championship for PGA Tour events for, for, for card holders. But you can play in three of the four majors if you're playing on the Saudi Tour. Yep. So, like, for some people, they may look at that and go, oh, I can't play the majors. Yeah, you can. Oh, I can? Huh. So I just go over there and play like how many events have I got to go over there and play? You got to be a card holder over there. So I don't know. I, 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 I hope it doesn't come to a reality. I hope big name, because I think the PGA tour, I don't want to see it watered down. I want to see the best of the best playing yeah. every week, especially in the big tournaments. So I don't want to have to split my time between like, a, I mean, I won't watch a Saudi Arabia golf tournaments. Like I just, I might flip <laughs> it on, but I'm not watching Right. I mean, I like, I'm not watching like the Dubai open. I'm not out there watching that. Like, that's not something I'm interested Depending in. Depending on who's in it. Yeah. I'm not watching it. I don't care. I'm not betting it. I'm not watching it. It's not going to be in my time frame. It's going to be a eight hour difference. So watch do you the, watch European tour? No. At all. Okay. So no, like I, I watch the British. I watch the British open. Okay. So casual golf betters like you definitely won't watch it, but golf betters that are golf betters, like they're watching and betting European tour stuff. Who is booking European tour stuff besides offshores? Um, not many. Surprise, they're putting stuff up. They're yeah, I mean, maybe the big tournaments, but they're not like week in and week out. And then, so who's going to go ahead and, and book the Dubai golf tournaments? Like, how big's that handle? That's a sharp market only. Casuals it, aren't coming in doing that. It will be unless it's on TV. If it's on it, TV, yeah. It probably will be on TV. My yeah. guess is it will be on TV. Yeah. I mean, if they if they got the money, the numbers. I mean, that's the thing though, because like even the UFC had to debate this, and they're still debating this. They're building an arena for UFC events in Dubai, and they're trying to figure out just like there's geopolitical issues that go into this. Like it's not just the sport. <laughs> like there are yes. government issues for visas and you know, coming in and coming out and coming back and being a part of being in business with, uh, you know, a regime that can be pretty harsh. I mean, they've killed journalists over there. Like it's, <laughs> it's a tough look for when you start really opening up the hood and fishing around in there, but like women can't drive over there. And like, there's a lot yes. of things that go into this is like, yes. 
as an athlete, do you want to be a part of this? Because you're now, once you're over there, you're going to be asked all these questions, not that you're responsible for it, but you're like quasi endorsing it. If you're choosing to go over there and take their money and play on their tour, it's a, it's a slippery slope. This, I, I hope it doesn't happen. I don't, I, I think it opens up a whole, a whole thing. I don't want to be a part of it's a, If it's a negotiating thing, I'll, I love it. I like it. If, if, if Phil does that and Phil kind of like the Logan Paul thing with the UFC, right? Like if you're forcing the hand of someone who doesn't want to move to make the lives better of those on the bottom rung, I'm all for it. Right. But if Phil has to go play a full season over there in order to make it happen. Oof. Oh, uh, uh-uh. I'm not, I'm not signing up to watching Phil Mickelson play in the Dubai open. <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm just, I'm just not interested in watching Phil play the Dubai. Open. I don't know for, for a month or two in the summer, it might be <sighs> that or baseball. And I know how much, you, you know, if you, you could watch baseball, but it might give you an alternative. I'm just saying. Well, all I'm saying is if right at this point, if I have baseball to bet on, I'm betting baseball because I don't know if we're betting on baseball this year. So right. okay. I'm getting some big fear of not you know, I can complain about it when we have it every year, but you take away baseball. I'm going to complain about not having baseball. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to bet baseball. Like what shows can we do about NFL futures? Oh boy. Oh boy. Yuck. Uh, okay. One quick basketball before better to book it. Yep. What do you make of the, of the total for Minnesota Penn state tonight? <laughs> it's so low. Isn't it's one twenty seven. <laughs> yes, it is. One twenty seven. It's not low enough. So you bet on, Excuse me, you would bet under. Oh, for sure. Whew. For sure. I mean, listen, I watched a lot of that game against Michigan State. It was U-G-L-Y <laughs> ugly. I mean, it was. It set back basketball. was like, which team is going to get to 60? Oh, my mm. gosh. At least one did. The other did not. Game feels like the same thing tonight. Penn State at home. Surprised that the number's five and a half. I, I just. It seems way too high. Anything more than four is like, come on. First move is to the over. Oh, for sure. The number's <laughs> low. I mean, low. It's, 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 well, how much lower can you make this? This is this is like Wisconsin totals used to be. You still have to put up 116 for Wisconsin totals like in a basketball game. And it would finish 102. You know, 54-48 would be the final score. So, um. I don't know. Do you want to bet this over? No. No, definitely not. No. I'm just going to let the public bet it over and then bet the under. I'll just let them, I'll just let, let it climb and then bet the under. That's all. It's going to go up. It's going to be like 129, 130. I close and then just go ahead because the public's going to go, how the hell? 127? That's impossible. I got to bet over. Wait that. a second. That's a one o'clock start our time? Okay. How about it, that? I just didn't notice that. There's day basketball starting already. Buffalo Eastern Michigan's already final. Right. I knew that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. So we got an early start. Single game. All right. Let's do better to book it here for three plays. And let's start in the NBA. Okay. The Philadelphia 76ers. It's the game before the all-star break. How do you feel about Philly plus six and a half on the road against Milwaukee tonight? I liked them the other night against the Celtics, so what do I know? Uh, nobody knows shit anyway. So <laughs> I, I like the Sixers again. How do they – I mean, you can't lose by 48 on your home floor to one of your division rivals and then not play your, quote-unquote, one of your strongest games of the season the next game. Give me six and a half in a game. 
I don't know. I mean, as long as Embiid don't get in foul trouble, maybe he can slow down Giannis. Right. Keep this game close. I'll be watching it later, of course. Um, I, I, I think the Sixers – I like to take the dog. I always say this when I think they have a shot to win. Why not? The Sixers have been pretty good on the road. Last game before the, the break. I like it. I'm betting it with you. Number two, Capitals on the puck line, not money line. Ooh. Puck line okay. on the road at the Flyers here tonight. Flyers oh, are against Philadelphia. Against Philadelphia. Oh. Puck line, Caps minus one and a half, plus 140. Betting or booking it. We're definitely betting this. This Flyers team is a mess. Their last game out was a home, uh, or no, I'm sorry, was a road loss where they were up 4-2 against the Penguins, gave up two goals in a third, lost in a shootout. Flyers can't protect the lead. Capitals score goals. Total six. Uh, does that mean the dog is live on, a, on the puck line? No. We're betting it. We're laying a puck and a half with the Capitals. And finally, Toronto and your Pittsburgh Penguins, total of six. Over. Playing the over. 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 <laughs> Done. Simple, sold, forget it. <laughs> Toronto gives them up. They score them. Um, unless we get a super, super game from one of the two goalies, this game will probably be 3-3 at some point, which will get us over the total without mm. having much of a sweat. This is one seat, like, we'd be in the room and, like, okay, so J.D., Junkyard, my buddy, who's a hockey guy at Circa, used six and a half, and he's letting them bet the under and juicing it. Every other book except one, well, win bet as well. My guys over there, Maddie, Allen, and Mo, are watching what Jeff's doing, and everybody kind of knows. Total's supposed to be six and a half. So uh, six, good. We're betting that for sure. Favorite thing about today before we wrap here on a Thursday? Well, one, Neil joined us. We got that to work. I mean, and literally – I love him like a brother. Texted him this morning and said, hey, can you do the show? Because we, we're trying to coordinate it, and he's traveling and busy. So that was my first thing. But my other favorite thing that I thought about to actually talk about in this segment was that there's a tournament, a softball tournament, in St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Florida. Okay. It's on ESPNU all day today. It's the start of – it's the official – Kind of preseason college softball tournament on the East Coast. And Kylie went to school today and before she left said, Hey, there's games on all day today on ESPNU. And I was like, What games? What are you talking about? She's like, The St. Pete tournament that we're going to go to someday. I'm like, Oh, yes, that's awesome. So before the little one even left for school, I was watching. Tennessee play somebody and now I got Wisconsin Central Florida on wow watching college softball all day today they mic the coaches they talk to them you hear all the cheers everything that we're doing as a team and as kids and stuff mm. they're doing there and then there's another one in the west coast in Palm Springs that we may head out to um, oh, for wow. the west coast schools so yeah Favorite thing is we got we got softball. We don't got baseball yet. Just saying, did that make softball. you miss to know that spring training games are supposed to be on opposite? 
that's supposed to be spring training baseball as well on ESPN two. Yeah, starting nope. March first, they could get the tr- spring training game scheduled, but they're not going to play them as of right now. So for me, I I, th- I think it was kind of to go back to the Genesis and Tiger. You know, I I think that there's this tournament really does start the golf betting year for me. And I kind of, I, I watch a little bit, so I'm excited to watch a little golf today and kind of see where we are. And, and I, I kind of, I, I don't know what happened recently, but I've got the golf bug again, really bad. And I don't know why it just, it just, it clicked in my brain. And so like, I just started to, you know, maybe because the fight's coming up here in, in a couple of weeks and, and we'll kind of move, we'll move on to the next, the next thing. And I've been doing, I've been playing golf forever. And I just like, I think to watch this tournament really gives us a chance to see who's playing great golf before we head to Florida for a couple of events before we get to Augusta in the masters. And it's kind of crazy, but like, I mean, you can bet today. Our guy, Jeffrey Benson at Circa was tweeting it out. If you want to bet tiger to win the masters, you can bet tiger to win the masters. It's up. There's a market right now. Did you see the disparity in the price though? It's plus 40,000. It's 400 to one at Circa. (laughs) It's 40 to one at DraftKings. Oh my. That's crazy. 400 to one because at Circa, they know he's very unlikely to play. He's not playing the Masters. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, he's not playing the Masters. He- Does he have to play the tournament to make the bet go live? <laughs> Check your house rule. Right? Because, I mean, if it goes by the football rules, like with prop betting, if a guy doesn't play, the bet's voided. He has to play to make the bet go active. So does Tiger have to tee off on the first tee to make the bet actually go active, or does it just void? Um, sometimes some books, it's a loser. Ooh. You bet it based on just like a Kentucky Derby future, whether they get in it or not. You're betting that's why the odds are so big. Some have must tee off for action. Never forget when DJ, um, didn't he walk on a U.S. Open? Yes. Hit a ball. Got hurt. And done. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, he teed off for action. Yep. And books kept the money. I was like, guys, he hit one shot. Give it back. Just give it back. Like That's when he boy. felt, was that Augusta when he fell down the stairs? Yeah, whatever. He it was, t- took one swing and said, I'm, I can't do it. Done. I'm out. I'm out. Done. And he walked off. Oh, yes. Yeah, so be careful um, if you bet Tiger, if you're a fan. But I agree with you 100%. He ain't playing in the Masters. But if I'm just glad he can walk. It, he, he, yeah. he, this yesterday he talked about the fact that I'm still having, I'm still learning how to walk. Yeah. Right. Like that's all I need to know about. Like he's like, he has not taken a driver and actually swung the driver hard for consecutive days like people were like well you played in that pro-am with your son he was like yeah it's not the same as playing four days on the pga tour walking all four days and being aggressive with a driver over four days like it's a whole different situation like the way he describes his limb like i'm lucky to have the limb like shakes me like it's like god that must be a crazy thing to think about like it's not my foot or my ankle. It's my limb. I almost lost the whole limb. Like your whole leg was almost taken off. I don't know if that's a mental way of, of kind of like downplaying it. Like where you say, I almost lost my leg or I almost lost my limb. It kind of, I don't know if, it, I, I don't know, but I heard that too. And I was just like, 
And life is crazy. Hmm. Like life is crazy. I mean, he 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 was driving that car, and I mean, he's alive, but everything's changed. Everything has changed. And he's talking about having the limb. And I was like, man, I ain't worried about him playing the Masters. You know what I mean? Like if I'm him, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, we, we saw him win 15 majors. Game. It's like the Patriots. I saw him. I saw him win 15 majors. I'm good, man. I have a good life. Like I, I, right. I saw Brady win six rings. I'm good. Like I, I, I'm, I'm good. If, if my team doesn't win another one, I'm good. I, I saw six. I'm good. I, I watched Tiger. I was blessed to watch Tiger Woods do incredible things. Like be a dad. Like just you know, be a person. Be be a be a golf whatever you want to be in golf. But like. To be competitive again on the PGA Tour, I don't need it for him. If he wants to and he gets to it, that's great. But yikes! Like that car was an accordion. Like you were lucky that oh. you were you you were lucky you were in a brand new luxury SUV because Very it had the safety so. roll bar and 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 the, and the crumple you know front end to save your life. Wrecked your foot, but saved your life. And I've driven that vehicle. I've driven the GV80 a lot. And it's super easy to lose control of that thing because it flies. I mean, that is a 480 horsepower engine on a very light car and it moves. And so when I knew the Tiger lost control, I was like, yep, I can see that wholeheartedly. I can see that because that car is a, it flies. It's a really fun vehicle to drive. And if you just kind of lose your thought, drift off, don't look at something properly, I mean, he didn't really break until he got right to the curb. Like that was the, what the black box said. He was going like 70 miles an hour into like, like he was, he had no control over that vehicle. Oof. Very lucky. Very, very lucky to be alive. So it's always, it's always, I don't know. I mean, golf's always been very special to me. I knew I'd play golf my entire life and it was a sport that I play my entire life. It's why I didn't play in high school because I was like, I'll play this sport my whole life. I won't play baseball or I won't play soccer or basketball right. or whatever. Like I'm going to play those sports and that knowing that golf's always, and I was the best at golf. I should like the golf coach was like, why aren't you playing golf? I'm like, cause I'll always play golf and I'm not going to be, I don't want to go on a golf scholarship. And you know, I'm in new England. Like I, I can play golf like four months out of the year if I'm Say, lucky. Right. I, like, no, if I was like, you know, if I really wanted to go, like I knew kids who moved to Florida because they wanted yep. to go pursue golf. Yep. Like there's a guy in tour right now named Kenny Oppenheim. Rob, or it's Rob Oppenheim, sorry, Rob, Kenny, I went, I went to school with Kenny Oppenheim, Rob Oppenheim's on the PGA tour. And like, I've interviewed him on the radio before. I'm like, how the hell did you do it? He's like, yeah, I moved to Florida. Like, yeah. like I, had to, I had to go to Florida to go and practice with Rollins college. He was like, I had to go and, and, and learn how to play, you know, real golf because New England golf is not really, you know, we have golf courses in New England, but they're, they're like golf courses right. in New England. So it's, it's, it's fun to have golf back. It's uh, I'm happy for it. Sure. Watch. We'll have to go hit some balls at angel park or something. Let's do it. Angel park. That's a nice little range over there. I played, that's the, the my father-in-law like playing the night course over there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's, we that's go a, get a bucket of balls. Let the girls putt. Uh, that all the time. I, if my daughter would learn how to play golf, I, I'm trying to get it into her brain. I said to her like a couple, couple of days, I was like, what do you think about playing golf? She's like, I don't want to play that little like little putt thing. I was like, no, 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 like real golf. She was like, oh, like I mean, like I can swing hard. I'm like, yeah, if you can swing hard and hit a ball, how would you feel about that? And she was like, I don't know, I'll think about it. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll take that. I was like, I'll take the think about it. We'll have to take them together. Oh, actually. me and you, and we'll let them ride in the cart with us and play. Oh, the thing is, and let them drive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't say that on the air. What yes, we'll let them, yeah, we'll let them hang out and, and you know, they pull the flag and then they do some chipping and then they putt and they get the, get cart. the bug. 
I did it with my years ago and they were like, this is so cool. This is so cool. But it messed up their softball swings. Yeah. Of course. Like, all right, we can't do it right now, but I think they're going to golf. So we get the little ones golfing. That's good with me. Let's do it. Big thank you to Neil Everett from sports center and the Portland trailblazers. That was a real treat to get him. And he stuck around through all of our technical difficulties. Thank you for guys who are watching and being a part of it because I would have hated to us to miss Neil, but that was very, very cool for him to come on. So a big thank you to him. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, like our, uh, on Apple podcasts, go ahead, subscribe. Also leave us a review. I've seen a couple of new ones on there. So that's really cool. So I've been reading those. We read all the reviews. You guys are leaving us positive, negative. Doesn't matter. Just give me a review. We love to hear the feedback from you guys. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're back on a Friday tomorrow. We'll talk NASCAR tomorrow, by the way. Ooh, Daytona is this weekend. I like it's one of the only things I bet for NASCAR. I do bet Daytona. We'll do that coming up tomorrow for the Bostonian versus the book. Thank you.